Fox Falchuk, motherfucker. Fuck Krell, a good head stuff. We fuckle. Galga. Fuckle Galga, a fuckle Nairn. Is Misha Dark Shane? Is Misha Anton Bugokala? Is Misha Pauline Nikiji? And you're all very welcome to our extra special episode today about that much maligned but very beautiful subset of Off the Irish language, which is Donegal Irish. Woo! <laughs> ever since um, we've mentioned this, people said, you know, I've, I've some some people say, you know, horror films, they have, you know, taglines. And for some people, it's, you know, in space, no one can hear you scream. Or in the, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, is the, no, the thing is that the lucky ones died first. <laughs> but for some people, it's, I know, that is quite... Hello, how are you? Some people are terrified of Donegal Irish. Somebody said, the best thing somebody said to me once was that um, hearing my accent give them a Nam style flashback to the Leaving Cert listening. <laughs> okay. So this is a funny thing because obviously, I mean, it's it's just uh, it, it's this version of, of Irish people and people from Donegal might struggle with, maybe might, might resist Munster Irish and things like that. But Donegal obviously is... Um, because Donegal is, is the part, version of Ulster Irish, people are most exposed to in the school system. But all, it's because of the way partition happened. Donegal was kind of left out in its own, very much the, on its own for a large part of the history of the of the 26th County Republic. And this maybe led to a, a, cre- a creation of that maybe Donegal was a little bit different. Yeah. Because I, I was talking to a friend of mine is in the is in the Defence Forces and he was saying that Donegal was so remote. If they had to go to the base in uh, in 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 Donegal, yeah. that they weren't allowed because obviously they're military. They're not allowed to drive through over a border because that's technically when when soldiers cross the border, they're declaring war. Right, <laughs> and so they had to drive all the way around. It was like oh, a good no. nine hour from um from wherever they were going. And the idea that Donegal, because the way the border was shaped, was very much cut off. Yeah, and I mean this is the thing as well. It's like we are so by ourselves, but on top of that, there's no services where we are. Like I always find it hilarious when people in Dublin go on about the Lewis being late or you know dart strikes. It's like <laughs> we haven't had a train since 1959. You can do one day to shell this Shelburne, like you know. Um, so we just find it re- and I think that's that's the thing that's informed the Irish that we're a bit further for anything to get to. So in terms of you know transport and infrastructure, and then kind of ideas and new way of thinking because. Donegal would have been quite conservative. And I suppose you could argue that it still is with the abortion referendum, the no vote, and the fact that the gay marriage only passed by 39 votes, I think it was. It was such a tight contest. And where we're from, it was every no vote. Uh, like, they were the highest one. So it's you're kind of like going home being like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Anything fun happened while I was away? Any votes you want to talk about? It's better to be 39 up than 39 down. Yeah, That's this really is it. Like, I mean, thank God for Roscommon and, and South Leitrim. <laughs> the South Leitrim get away with everything. But it's funny, it's that side of the country, mm-hmm. you know, that like have, vote, have historically voted no and, you know, would vote quite conservative. And it's because just ideas don't get to it. And that really affects the language. Because um, Donegal Irish is the oldest of all the Irishes. Um, so it's kind of when everyone else should be revering the fact that we're, you know, this old, noble language. Everyone's just like, yeah, it's really diff- difficult to listen to in tape tests. <laughs> and you know, there's more to life than tape tests. Absolutely. I mean, if you ever want to feel upset, actually, um, just look at the Donegal railway map of 1929. Yeah. Oh, it's so upsetting. It, there's there's real there's railways everywhere. It's it's so sad. And then you look at it now, and it's like, oh, you missed a bus. I have to wait four hours for the next one. And they just. Yeah, yanked them up 
Yeah. I think it was just, it was too costly. I think that was the reason. They were just like, sure, who's going to go to Bunbeg? <laughs> and they just, mm-hmm. they got everything. So when you are driving around Donegal, you can still see the old, like, railway bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and it's just, even where we are, there's <clears> one up the back of Gorda Hork as you're heading towards Muckish. And it's uh, it's the railway station. And that's just, you know, it's just beautiful, but it's like, it's just kind of what could have been. You yes. Because it's, it's ourselves and Cavan, I think, are the only two counties that don't have any railways. And this is why we're all backward. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get to us with your new ideas. It's, yeah. it's funny that the idea that that, is that that the railway is still the kind of uh, the connection for uh, for new ideas to travel across. Yeah, well, we don't have broadband either. So. <laughs> well, there you have it. Well, that, that's, well that, that'll all add up. So, yeah. Apparently, lobster was considered one of the uh, lowest forms of uh, of eating in the in the in before the railways that came along. In the in it used to be, you actually find those documents in America from the um, from the 18th century when if if a, if a man servant was very in demand, he could put in his contract if he was very well regarded, he would only be given lobster once a week. Oh wow! Because right. they, they were so sick of having getting lobster all the time on the mm. on the coast. And then when the railways came along, they wanted cheap food, and people in the in inland had never eaten lobster before, and they were loving it. Because it was a sign of being poor, wasn't it? If you had loads of lobster shells outside yeah. your house, so you'd make an effort to hide them. <laughs> There's old lobster shell Pauline. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there the with our lobster shells. The poor crather. You can only afford the lobster. Actually, speaking of, yes. um, you know, foods and stuff that are delicacies, I do have a surprise for you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, now this is, I called in a favour. I'm trying to get stuff out. But um, you know what this is. I know what this is. You and know. I'm really excited because this is another thing that we... <gasps> Boom. Okay. There you go. So what we have here is a... Re- <laughs> feel the weight of that on the table, lads. Oh, Brian's going to kill me from all the vibrations there. Sorry, Brian. So what we have here is a local delicacy in Donegal. A lot of people won't be aware of it. It is a soft drink that is... A Donegal soft drink. Well, mm. lots of other counties, they might have their broadband and their train station, but they haven't got their own wee soft drink. <laughs> this is a bottle of McDade's football special. And do you know where I got this? I actually went to, there's a shop in, um, It's I think it's Christchurch. It's as you're leaving Dame Street and going up the hill, there's um, a little internet cafe and next to it, there's a shop called The Gate. And it's a tiny little, I wouldn't even consider it news agents. It's that small. But um, one of the times I was coming home, I stopped in there and saw it and I was like so homesick. And then, you know, I felt immediately better. But so I went back there today and he had some and I was saying to him, you can only get these in Donegal, really excited. And he's like, okay, you know, <laughs> and I, I was just like, oh, but it's football special. He's like, yeah, they don't sell. And I'm like, Donegal people don't know about it. So I'm imploring <laughs> and all like, you. Join re- me in my joy. <laughs> yeah. Like if you want to get a taste of it, that's where it is. I mean, I feel like I have a slight confession to make. Oh, Um. And I'm probably I'm gonna get absolutely murdered for this when this goes out, and uh, and probably by Anthony as well. You've never I'm, had it, have no, you? No, I'm not the biggest fan. Oh, okay. But oh. do you know what? Do you know what though? It's because it, <laughs> he's <laughs> taking it away. Now. He's taking my bottle away from me. But no, it's just because that it, it tastes better from a glass bottle like you used to get in the pub. Yes. And I feel like they've kind of made it worse by putting it in the plastic bottles Loads because it kind of that. absorbs that plasticky taste. This is the thing. I think I do think that soft drinks generally do taste better from glass bottles. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to taste this now. This is obviously not something that's terribly familiar to me. It, it's a a kind of a uh, damp- it's sugar. <laughs> it's sugar in a in a bottle. It's the color see through. For, for, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's kind of a damson, a kind of a a, a, a damson color, almost uh, kind of a, a purpley brown, brown yeah. purpley brown. I think Damson sounds nicer. Yeah, da- yeah, it's just, so, and it, they have like a whole range. It's like they also have a banana, and they have one, a, oh, banana which I can't oh, get today. Smooth bananas, yeah. you know. So they have a kind of a very handsome football player on the cover. Who, <laughs> by the way, if you drink football special, you will not look this skinny. <laughs> just compared to the logo, you'll have type two diabetes, and he'll be missing a foot. 
So I'm about to chase this now. And it's a bit like when you go to the cinema and you get your big self-serve uh, soft drinker and you put a bit of everything in it. A bit, <laughs> yes. a bit of 7-Up, a bit of orange, a bit of Coke, a bit of Diet Coke. Which is probably what they did, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a, a, kind of a finish, a kind of an almost marzipan-y finish. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a, a, that's how I describe it anyway. And this is what, um, and I think it has McDade's in fairness to them, they do nice descriptions of their products inside. It's a passion for sport, a love of exotic tastes, and a quest for the very best in soft drinks all inspired McDade's to bring you this bottle of football special. <laughs> football special was originally designed for celebrating winning sporting events by filling the cup with an exciting but non-alcoholic beverage. We only use the finest Irish water and our secret mixed fruit formula to produce that unique foamy head. <laughs> Your Donegal accent is a lot less racist than it was about 20 minutes I ago. Mean, it's Virgin on Monaghan. If I, but it's, it's still a good attempt. Yeah, it's very good. In fairness, I can't give out about the accent because I mean, I'm as Donegal as, you know, a, ma- a broken down Massey Ferguson in your back garden. And I don't have the accent. And Pauline is from like... I'd say like what two miles over the road, yeah. If that, and that's her accent. Closer to the mic. Oh. But, but yeah, but it's. Uh, I think it's. Um, I think though, I would say now, and survey after survey shows that it's considered one of the sexiest accents in Ireland, and no one can take that away from you. And I think that's why I don't have the accent because with all this writiness going on, if I had the <laughs> accent on top of it, wombs would melt in front of You'd me. Be too you know powerful. what I mean? It would be too powerful. Like yeah. so, you know, it would you're, be a fire hazard. You're just giving the rest of the lads a chance. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when you see the lads in Donegal, it's like they need all the chances they can get. And that's why I had to go to Dublin to try and find somebody to go out with. It's fairly Irish. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking recently, obviously, about Donegal Irish and people. It's there is, on, on some levels, yes. There's over, largely when you're reading it, it's things look much the same, and, and things do come down to the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. And I, we will get onto some some. Um, I'll start by maybe talking about some of the words. And I was reading an article recently. It was about a, a match between a, a couple of years ago. The All Ireland was between Kerry and Donegal. I, I remember, remember that day remember very well. well. <laughs> yeah, and a um, and a. a a, a journalist has heard to remark that it was a battle between the Fadudas and the Nyaders. Yes. Now, this is Nyader. Like, so for people who don't know, Nyader is what the rest of the country say for I don't know. Hmm. I thought it was kind of I wonder. No? I suppose, yeah, somewhere between the two. I've never really. We don't really f- have a word for I wonder. Like, I wish we could borrow that one. Yeah. No, it's a nice word, but mm-hmm. Faduda is Faduda kind is of a, about. Yeah. Yeah. Kajewal Chafaduda is like, what is that about? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just people constantly bring it up. There's so many you probably get it as well. Oh, all the time. But it's like you get Fududa, you get Guchagesta, um Kajay, like people uh, you know, like everything is yelled mm-hmm. at you. Um and yeah, it's so it's like we have completely different words. So I think like the most common example of uh, how it's so different to the rest of the country, if I was to ask you, if you were in a cafe and you had to order two soups and they had to be hot. Mm. So if you had to order two hot soups, what would you say? And where are we from? We say, yeah, who, hey. Hey, who, yeah, who, hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly it. So, Explain. So it's, uh, we don't say uh, Anra, we say Sue. And um, yeah, we just, like, we just say everything. A friend of mine described my, hearing me speaking Irish as if I was in a race to the end of the sentence. So, and I think that's a wonderful description of doing all Irish because it's, yeah, so da and is yeah, who, hey. Yeah. 
And another one as well, it's if you didn't see somebody, how would you say, oh, I didn't see? Oh, uh, Where we'd say, Hanakima. Hanaka. Kanakima. Hanaka. So it's Han, which is C-H after N, Waka uh, as normal, and then me A. But you just say it so fast that it almost sounds Mandarin, I find, like Hanakima. I mean, I have this issue all the time. When I came to Dublin first, I had obviously not really been exposed to people speaking to people who had different dialects. Yes. And I remember I went to uh, Conry, um, Club Conroe and I was talking to someone and they just had such a struggle understanding uh, my accent okay. and the words I use. I've since learned that you have to kind of change your, yeah. your words a wee bit. Mm. But if you go up to someone and you say something like, oh, how do we so come for the and the chart the north? A chiffy make on will you? Like, you can understand where they're mm-hmm. coming from because it just doesn't make sense. We put R's in where there should be CH or N's. We say chiffy, which yep. I don't think Nobody other people say. That, no. And you've also got Hanaka, which is, yeah what you said already, but, okay. or Hajahe, or Hanyahe, however yeah, it's, you want to. It's just, for, it is just kind of, I think Donegal people are like, oh, sure, you know, why waste perfectly good letters when I can just cut out <laughs> like five or six from every word? You know? This is the thing, because I mean, because language does, language does seek, language does seek the most direct route to uh, to a point. It, it's hard to think sometimes, and obviously when people are, Running through, running through two different languages in their head that can happen, but that does seem like a, a brutally efficient way of speaking to people who know what you're talking about. These things do, you do start chucking out the bits you don't need. Yeah. Which is, you know, that natural. We're and, just uh, efficient. I think so. <laughs> I mean, not at work or anything, you know, <laughs> like speaking to each other because we all hate each or other. Or maybe we're just so lazy that we drop some <laughs> words in the middle and just assume the other person will get what we mean. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I mean, as well, it's, it's funny, it's like, me going home now as well, I would, you know, I would have lived in Dublin for a while and I try and, you know, use the correct Irish words because mm. there's a lot of, um, there was a lot of English that was used instead of Irish. So, um, supposalche was a perfectly accepted <laughs> yeah. accept word instead of in anyams of a. So if I go home now and I, people ask me what I'm at, it's like, oh yeah, have you make taffet? And they're like, they used to be like, ooh, taffet, ooh. <laughs> and, and, and which made taffet. Record out. Yeah, record out. Yeah. Record out. Whereas now they're getting much, much better. You know, like mm. there's not as much slagging me about that to my face anyway. This is one of the big things in that the difference between maybe um, urban Irish speakers, but maybe who have Gaelic school backgrounds or maybe who have um, a university level Irish and people who actually grew up in a Gaelic area is that people from Gaelic areas are a lot more cavalier with loanwords. And even like say in Dunian's dictionary, I remember the entry for Bonov, which is a, like a little piglet. Uh, it says, it has, oh, in Donegal, and you know, obviously Dunian being a real carrier, I was like, on oh, Donegal, piggin is used. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's really funny when you watch um, Ross Naroon, it seems to be a running joke mm-hmm. with between uh, Taig and John Joe that he's just ripping the piss out of his Irish all of the time. And it's like, that's such a Galway thing. And it's like, this is part of my grievance list coming out. Mm-hmm. But it's, I lived in Galway for five years. I love Galway. My sisters both live in Galway still. One is there for 15 years. One is there for maybe four. And the way they treat Donegal Irish is like, it's really off-putting. And because we would, like my sisters are barmaids. I would have worked uh, in the pennies in Galway, which is where I met you for the first time, bizarrely. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's, you would hear them speaking Irish in the queue and then I would say, you know, I would answer them, you know, in Irish uh, and they would answer me in English and I just find it really like that they're not even going to try. And mm-hmm. it's like, what's the worst that could happen? A bit of embarrassment. My sister, actually, she was working in a pub. Um, I, I think it's considered the Gale Act, but she stopped speaking Irish to people she knew that had Irish because they were just like, oh, you speak that funny Irish. And it's like, 
I really thought it was hilarious when the Nielsha CGL hashtag was doing the rounds, mm. uh, which is Nielsha Karkalora, which is, it isn't all right, where people were going on about the discrimination they faced in Irish. And it's like, well, Galway people, like, and like I am generalizing, but it's based off my own experience. Like I've never had it anywhere else. Mm. But Galway people were really, really rude about Donegal Irish. And I'm really glad that I get to give out about it on a podcast. Hashtag not all Galway people. <laughs> I know some we're of you are hoping, We're hoping, hoping to have Kira, uh, Kira Nihay, who, had, who, oh, yeah. who started Ooh. the Nielsi Kakulora hashtag on soon because obviously she's done so much recently and very excited to have her. But the, and on Ross and Rune, there is a, uh, doesn't he refer to Donegal Irish because Fadudas? Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, I feel it's, like that's oh. the general term now. Mm-hmm. Just all oh, those Fadudas up there. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like, I mean, we were saying before we started, mm. there's a load of Donegal Irish words that I think are a lot nicer than, oh, than the rest of the words. So, case in point, Guisan for Srone. Like Throne is terrible. Guisan um, is so much nicer. Like for um, children, there's quite a few. So we don't say buhul or calling for a boy or girl. We say gasser or gissa. Or and you, stalka. Stalk. Or, we yeah. say tarhan for, I assume, toddler. Tarhan is uh, any kind of small child oh. or baby. Which would translate to Wayne. Mm, yeah. Or Smalley. <laughs> or what? Smalley. Small, oh, okay. <laughs> I think Smalley is an adorable expression, but the Wayne, because my wife would say, would refer to, as well as a small child as a Wayne, also the youngest in the family is the Wayne, yeah. Yeah. even if they're 35. <laughs> I still get that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is funny. It's like, I didn't actually, because where we come from is 100% Irish speaking, even going on day trips to Glamorous Letter Kenny, it was like, <laughs> who's this Wayne that they keep on talking about? Like, you know, <laughs> like what is going, uh, so like I never understood it for ages, but yeah. There's that, a crash in Letter Kenny called Wayne's World. No. Yeah, there is. It's <clears throat> Arena 7. It's, uh, <laughs> this is a wee plug for them now. <laughs> this is it. Like, we're doing really well for plugging businesses I know, today. I know. Um, that's but brilliant. I feel like Wayne is uh, a term that you would get more kind of going out letter anyway, though, because it's kind of East Donegal and they borrow a lot of words from that kind of Ulster English, which mm. comes from kind of the Ulster Scots words. Yeah. And we were talking a bit about it before and how. Yes. Yeah, because see, this is one thing that I, when I mentioned to the the Irish four followers that we're going to be doing an episode on Donegal Irish, about five or six people asked that Norton Ulster Irish is very close to Scots Gaelic, and there's also obviously there's little bits of Ulster Scots coming through as well. And we are hoping to, to get a, a, a Scots speaker on at some point with and to so we can go into those in a bit more detail. But from user experience. There, would you, is there, um, do you have examples of yeah. the Ulster Scots trickling yes. in? Scots Somebody Scots? asked me the other day why kind of people from Letterkenny say the culture, he called it the cultural phenomenon of people uh, saying the day and the morrow. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, well, actually, that's because in Ulster Scots, today and tomorrow are the day and the morrow. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really interesting how it kind of just filtered over in a place where you wouldn't really expect it. And now it's kind of prevalent around Donegal and also other words like... Uh, did I say one earlier? Oh, um, stuff like Thran. Thran. Awkward. Thran's a great word. It's just brings, it's, it really just expresses the kind of the person who's just so stubborn and bloody minded. It's a mix of stubborn and awkward that you can't really describe <laughs> in English. You just, you need to borrow those words in. It's so interesting that Northern Ireland has a word for that. <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> the only one I know in the Scots Gaelic is um, apparently the way that you say that you are well when somebody asks you is, Tamadoyle, 
which mm. it, Doyle. Yeah, yeah. T- t- so uh, Doyle is the word for handsome or pretty so literally if somebody asks you how you're doing it's like you know I'm gorgeous it's pretty much <laughs> what you're answering back to them, I'm Doyle. I, yeah, really, th- I really like that word Doyle though because it's not it's not like good looking it means they they have a way about them as well it's uh-huh. kind of like it's doy so it's like they're doyle they're kind of a sexy swagger almost yeah, yeah. yeah. it's well, probably like charisma a, then yeah it's I, kind of they're charismatic but they're also kind of they're probably g- not bad to look at either that's a great word actually yeah. that'll come in handy <laughs> that's it, like we were giving you the list of like Donegal Irish words as well and it's just like there's so many just great ones that you don't hear like kaya I was saying which means filthy and you can really hear when somebody says kaya, kaya. kaya. yeah tale kaya. so you can use it for days so um, if it was like a really terrible day you'd say tale kayum or um, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to be disparaging about a person, you choose it as well, but um, maybe not. <laughs> so a filthy auditor would be. Oh, uh, w- w- what's the Irish for auditor? Like, yeah, well, an accountant is kuntasor. Okay, yeah, so kuntasor kaya. Ooh, that just, uh, That actually sounds like it might get bleeped, even though there's <laughs> nothing <laughs> dirty or it just yeah. sounds bad. I know it was. Um, it was one of the um, when they were. Um, <clears throat> For my for my second book, Crack Baby Dispatches from my Rising Language. Plug! Oh, we're plugging yes. all the businesses today. <laughs> my my uh, my publishers are based in London. We're looking at different different words to put on the cover. You know, different Irish words, and they one of the ones they were looking at was Kuntasor, But then they thought maybe actually uh, for delicate uh, lo, um, English sensibilities, they might just see the word and get a misunderstanding. Yeah, and a, a Kuntasor would have a lot of dealings with the, with a wank, which is which is bank. That's <laughs> oh, how we oh, say. <laughs> that's how we say bank in the genitive. Yep. Um, just like, oh yeah, yeah, we just wank. It just sounds so terrible. Awkward. It's a very in, entirely different book. I oh, yeah. so wank. <laughs> no, God, also, Brian's going to kill me again. But, <laughs> no, that's, that, that is B-H-A-N-C. B-H-A-I-N-C. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. I beg your pardon. You're, yeah. you're quite right. Yeah, that'll be that'll be your. You have to get that into your third brick when you, with all the money that you made, like laughing your way to the to the to the bank, <laughs> but like in Irish. So unless you're one of those people that pronounces BHSV, which is a whole other okay. So fish. that that is right. This is obviously the the V sound is in the V sound versus the W sound for BHs is one of the the more distinctive differences between the. Correct, go away, Irish. <laughs> and, I'm triggered. Uh, and lowly, <laughs> not not lowly. You know what I mean. Yeah. It's uh, and is, is this something that maybe is this one of the things that might trigger this? Uh, actually, I'll just speak to this person in English. Is that is that one of the signals? I, I think it's just the fact that people just go, "I'll just be easier if I do it in English," you mm-hmm. know, and like that they're so afraid of almost being embarrassed. People uh, are lazy as well. Yeah, people are very lazy, and they don't want to. Um, they don't want to get into it, but I just find, yeah, that they're just like, ah, oh, sure, it'll be easy. But I just find it really insulting. It's like, you have Irish, I have Irish. Clearly, we can we can mm-hmm. talk together. But they're just like, oh, no, I'd rather do it, you know, in English. I just, I, like, I really don't understand it, you know, uh, at all. It's a bit yeah. like when you go to France and your French is poor. So they mm-hmm. just they just switch to English and you're like, no, I'm trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Except well, we're not trying to learn. That's just how we speak. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after this message. Hello. You're very welcome to the Alison Spittle Show advertisement with me, Alison Spittle. I'm a comedian and podcaster. I've been doing this podcast for the past two years and I love it. I've had past guests like Colin McGorman, Tara Flynn, Sophie Hagen, Deborah Francis White and future guests like Sharon Horgan. So please tune in to my podcast. You can find it on the Headstuff Podcast Network or wherever you can find podcasts. Go for it. 
So obviously there's um there's been growing there's been growing interest in in Irish in Northern Ireland in speaking mm-hmm. Irish and people are getting a bit more confident and in insisting on on asserting their rights to at the obviously there's other parts constituent parts of the United Kingdom do have their own minority languages which are mm-hmm. um supported and and people in the north are insisting on those same the same rights they'd get if they were Welsh or Scottish and there's been growing interest in this and obviously there's similarities between Donegal Irish and the and the, the Donegal Irish is the, is the natural contact point for people in, in the north to yeah. improve it mm-hmm. and but obviously the experiences of Irish speakers in Belfast are very different possibly there's a massively yeah not so much the more, more ketamine <laughs> 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 I'm just on the baggies but, a great um, bunch the, of lads <laughs> yes kneecap oh yeah one one of the most exciting things to happen in playing the Gaelga. <laughs> it's it's incredible because it's you know like kind of Belfast Irish as well is kind of you know looked down upon. Uh, but I was in the Culture Land for the first time um, last October, and I could not get o- over how everybody was speaking Irish. Like everybody was just flat out there speaking Irish, and it wasn't like oh the boss is coming, you know, mm-hmm. like they just all naturally. And I was so impressed, and they seem to be doing the most, you know, with Irish. But it's kind of like oh, you're different up there, you know, and there, there mm-hmm. seems to be that snobbery um, towards them. And I think the reason why they're so closely linked to Donegal Irish is because, like, my own mother is a Ballantee and we would get Irish students, particularly from uh, West Belfast, over the last, um, like, in my own house, it's like the last 32 years, I think. So it was when I was a baby, uh, all the way growing up, I would have had 11 teenage girls <laughs> in my house for nine weeks of the summer, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm Make pretty me. sure that's what made me gay. I'm pretty <laughs> sure... That is just listening to these girls go on at length about girls they didn't like. It's like, do you know what? It'll be easier just to go with the fellas, I think. <laughs> but I think that's the reason why that there's, you know, that there's such a close link. Even though Dublin is closer, mm-hmm. you know, and you could have, you know, more contact between the two. I think they just learnt all their Irish there and that's what keeps it up. The mm-hmm. words are very similar, but... um. I don't really have that much kind of experience except for uh, when I was 16 I went to a drama camp in Galway. Oh. <laughs> it was one like the Phoebe around there came to the school whatever. And um but I landed in the house um and my vanity was like oh you're the only Donegal girl in here so I put you in with the five Belfast girls cuz you'll all under- understand each other in that room. <laughs> <laughs> so she put she put all the Galway and Kerry ones upstairs mm. and we were downstairs. I thought you were going to say she put you outside or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh imagine. That, that's another one though actually I just thought of their landed. Landed. Yeah. Get, a, get a lot of stick for that when you say. Uh, Getting landed. No, la- no, no. Not, uh, I, land, I landed down today and they say oh did oh. you fly in? <laughs> No, yeah. no, I just I arrived, I arrived but yeah. I'm not that fancy. I just well, landed. That's that's exquisite. Yeah. I like that. It also that. it also translates to the um, wonderful um, kind of combo we have of landalche. Landalche. Yeah. <laughs> landalche. <laughs> Tama landalche. Tama landalche. Tama Yeah. Oh, Which exquisite. is when you just add alche to everything to make it Irish. But yeah, that is like just any word at all. You're not sure. Just alche at the end will do it. It's the amount of interviews I've been on, and it's just <laughs> like, yeah, Visha. You know, whatever you need to say just to get it through. But um, yeah, no, that's that's a huge, huge one. Do people in Dublin have misunderstandings with Donegal? Misrepresentations possibly from ads for fish products. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not hear they put my idea on fail and a failing cabinet? <laughs> it's that pause between the filing and cabinet. That's what really also, the hand gesture really makes it as well. Um, no, it's like people, I think, assume that Donegal is this backwards, you know, like conservative 
just mad lawless place and to a degree it kind of is but it is a lot more liberal than people give it credit for um it's like because like me being like openly gay in a small village i've had no hassle nobody said anything to me like i'm sure like there's jokes made behind my back but sure i'd be doing the same to them anyway so it's a, it's a bit hypocritical <laughs> so it's like people just assume um, that it's, you know, that it's really backward. I mean, like the thing about the boy racers is 100% true. If you are driving to Donegal, the Donegal roads are terrible and boy racers are seemingly trying to kill you the second you arrive. Mm-hmm. But aside that, it's really liberal. Everyone is really cool. And it's just, you know, it's it's nice. Like there's so much natural, beautiful stuff to go look at. Like all the way, for, like I... Uh, me and my friends, uh, we had a friendship day last time I was up in August where we went to Malnhead and saw where Star Wars was filmed. We went to Inishon. We went to Muff. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. we have, uh, if you don't know, there's a diving club in Donegal called the Muff Diving Club. So what the, obviously Muff has been mis- misunderstood by some people as and, and or the thing that people, some people find something funny about the fact that there's a diving club in Muff. Um, obviously Muff comes from the Irish. Yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> I just laugh at muff. I don't know what it is. Muff actually. comes from the Irish word. Sorry about this, Brian. Nokia thirty three ten. But it's. I really love the way that the Muff Diving Club have kind of owned it and just like so. Mm. Now they're selling. And Red t-shirt. Bull had a massive competition there they as well. Did not. Yeah, Red Bull ran the diving contest <laughs> in muff. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. There's just there's a lot of. Um, yeah, like I actually think as well, like Donegal, with stuff like Muff mm-hmm. Diving Club and everything, I do think Donegal is the funniest county. So far. Muff is from M A G H, my. My? My. Which, and that would obviously mean. Which, we'll, we'll, we'll take this on the top in a it, second. It's somebody just kind of agreeing to a statement. It's my. Plain. Uh, like a, a plain area, a flat area. Do you know what? I really should have known that considering I come from Maharoti. Mahara, yeah. I really so, should have known. Mahara we got Maharafelt, Maharoti, and lots of places, but Muff comes from that because Ma will be yeah. a terrible name for a town. <laughs> Ma. Ma. But yeah, so Ma. Muff it is, and it has a diving club. It has, Yeah, it has a diving club, which has t-shirts, it has cups, it has everything. It's just, uh, I don't know if there's an incredible clip of um, a lady from Muff on Family Fortunes in Australia, and the host is just like, hold on a second, where are you from? And she, when she keeps on just reiterating that she's actually from the town of Muff and not joking, he just cannot hack it. It is brilliant. Because this is like, and Muff is right over the border. And this was a, a thing in the old days if there was some sort of crimes being committed in the north that they'd be l- like the Dukes of Hazard, kind of a running for the state line and Muff was the kind of, this was the safe spot. And like most some... Donegal men running for Muff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Good grief. Oh, God. On, this... on a cleaner and a, and a more fa- <laughs> happy note or friendly note, what is the difference between Dune and Yell and Tyrconnell? <laughs> It's, I think it's that like Dunnall is like the official name, whereas Chirconnell is from the old time where mm-hmm. it was actually the land of a guy called Connell, is as far as I understand it. Yeah. And Connell's still That's... a massive name in Dunnall. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, there's Ballyconnell near us, yeah. um, but it's like, actually, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hear. I only but, know a few Connells. But I mean, I say that as well. Only 11 or 12, <laughs> not that big a name. But it's funny, it's like their name, like people look at my name and they go, Anthony Berg O'Callaghan, and they're like, what is that? Anthony is a massive Donegal name. Mm-hmm. It's Donegal Irish for Anthony. And O'Callaghan 
is getting huge, but people are just like, they hear my name and they're just like, oh, so you're Turkish or something. It's like, no, I'm actually Donegal, but like the, just the name does not kind of leave the county an yeah. awful lot. I kind of get that as well with Megidi. It's not a very um, prevalent name around the country. Yeah. I mean, I could be corrected, but it's mainly in Donegal that you found it. And then when you translate to Nikeji, and of course my first name, Pauline, being translated yeah. to the Irish as well, it's just a whole lot of vowels. The big, <laughs> Which uh, is very confusing for people. The big name, one of the big surnames people associate with Donegal is Sharky or Sharky. <laughs> and so we have obviously three famous people from the great area. Obviously, um, Fergal Sharky, the 70s uh, punk legend from Derry, but close enough. Yeah. Close enough. We'll, and we'll claim him. Well, yeah, he's a, he's a claim him. And obviously, you know, he's like, he, he didn't get the name Fergal from a British soldier. That's exactly, for sure. yeah. And then obviously, there is Kahlo Sharkey, the um, very talented poet, but very much in the problematic fave category. Yeah, it's, I mean, because Kahlo is uh, like, he's somebody that's kind of, he's from our locality. So um, for people who don't know, he basically was this uh, really renowned poet, but he did a documentary called The Fairy Tale of Kathmandu, where they followed him to Kathmandu. And it's like they saw him um, engaging in, I, I mean, legally, I don't know, but it's like, like they saw him engaging in sex tourism, where he was giving guys who were about 16, 17 um, presents, and then they were kind of having a sexual relationship. And he was, you know, it, like on camera, he was kind of confronted about it. And obviously, like, he didn't think there was anything wrong, considering the fact that he allowed a camera crew to follow him, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like, w- while this is happening. So it's, um, I mean, for all that people want to talk about wrong, that's Kyle Sharkey, like, he was the figure, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I remember actually he came to my school once and I was so afraid of being in the um, same room with him because he was gay and like, what if he saw that I was and, you know, I'd be exposed to everybody that I actually went and did, a, like, it was given the choice of write a poem at College Sharkey or go do home economics with a certain horrible teacher. I chose the horrible teacher because I was just kind of so afraid. But now looking back at it, he kind of really eroded the perception of what gay guys were because it's, you know, it like th- there was this whole thing of, you know, pedophile is, you know, is, is anyone gay? And he really helped kind of erase that. So it was like such a shame and it was so disappointing when mm-hmm. that, when the documentary came out. Because it was like, he's kind of undoing all the good work. But if it weren't for him, I wouldn't be able to be as liberal as I am, you know, about mm-hmm. home. Because like, I, you know, I can bring up fellas home and nobody bets on eyelid. And, mm-hmm. you know, considering it's a small rural village, like the fact that nobody says anything, it's because of people like him before me, you know. So mm-hmm. like, I've got very kind of conflicting views. And I don't know if you if you do at all. Or... Well, no, I um I see completely where you're coming from. Like, yeah. that's definitely true. Like, and I agree with m- basically most of what you're saying yeah yeah um no it, it's hard because it's like i suppose the thing as well like we'd be a bit worried about going back where people you know because like when you do say well actually no i think he's a sex tourist, you know people just don't want to hear it yeah you know mm-hmm. and you're kind of you're putting yourself on the firing line uh, you know a little bit yeah it's a, it's one of these things which's disappointing when we, we we do invest a lot in in our literary heroes in the celebrities and the musicians and artists who we really like who we, who we can relate to and it's so disappointing when they live fall short of what we want them to be. Oh, mm-hmm. totally, yeah. I was just about to add there, the, um, do you know how somebody said um, uh, when somebody's name is trending on Twitter mm-hmm. and they're in a certain bracket, you don't know whether they're dead or if they're dead to you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the uh, the 2016 club versus the 2017 <laughs> club. Yeah. It's yeah. But then the, the other Sharky is a recent attempted um, presidential candidate who, if he had not run, 
he would be still just remembered for an iconic line, Father Ted. Sure, I am from Donegal. I wouldn't know I'm from Donegal. <laughs> I don't know. But it, now he's not remembered. He's, he, Jay Lennon used to say that tragedy plus time equals comedy. But with Ireland, comedy plus time equals tragedy. Because <laughs> Father Ted, so many of our of the of the people who made us laugh so much in those nineties are now a little bit transphobic. Yeah, disappointing. Mm. Yeah, it's just. I mean, you kind of wonder, like Graham Linehan, why he goes on about it so much because it's like. If he knows that he's offending a certain group, I don't get like maybe his his arguments are right, you know, like um like no, hold on, sorry, that came back completely wrong. I didn't mean like Cut that. that Brian. Cut that right. <laughs> no, it's with with Graham Lennon, it's like, you know, maybe he's making like a valid point overall over like all the stuff that he tweets. But it's like, why go after one specific group that is doing nothing to you all of the time? Like, why does he feel the need to use his power and platform to go after a minority? This is what I don't understand. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's really disappointing because, like, I'm a comedy writer. Graham Linehan, like, was a massive thing to me growing up. And it's just really sad to kind of go, you See know. him go the way mm. of Piers Morgan? Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone was like Piers Morgan to begin with. It's weird to think, yeah, when, when Piers Morgan was editor of the Mirror, he was a, a, a serious left-leaning journalist, and particularly yeah. during the Iraq war. And it's just, it, it's just like, it, it's a completely different person. And Getting but, into Twitter feuds with Ariana Grande, <laughs> like for no good reason. Yeah, just, I mean, you, you, you win Twitter feuds by not getting in them. That's, you know, winning is not participating. Mm-hmm. We were drifting a little bit off away from our Actually, To bring it back to that, just in terms of... Like in terms of comedy writing, um, like major influence that I had growing up was a show called See You Burn, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but See You Burn, like, like I think Donegal is without a doubt the funniest county because mm-hmm. you know it's like all the shows. See You Burn, if you don't know it, is about an inept undertaker who runs a crematorium. So See You Burn is actually oh. it, it's brilliant, and it was a TG Carr's first show when it was still Tina G, and it's just the level of dark humor in it um, you know is just incredible there's some stuff that I just I don't know if they'd be re-aired now because it was you know for the time because it was like 1997 or so it's so it's so um, just satirical and biting and it's like one of the funniest shows that you you can ever see but I think it just kind of feeds into this thing of Donegal is different because our sense of humour is pitch black you know like Mm -hmm. I mean there's so many jokes that you just you know, you can't say, yeah. you know, but that's, like when you're at home. That's why when you meet someone from Donegal in a different place, you just get along instantly because your humour is so similar and it's kind of hard to find that like, yeah. down the country. Like, it's not that I'm giving out. It's just that it's it's different. And I, mm. I, don't re- I don't really understand why. But even like when they went on to do FFC, that was another brilliant programme. That was around the, the same kind of group of people. But um, See You Burn was fantastic, even down to the name, how dark that was. Yeah, everything like, about like, it. And this ties into another thing in that um, with with Donegal Irish has maybe um, because it's so expensive to produce shows in Donegal compared to in outside the outside Galway city mm. or in Kerry that maybe maybe there hasn't been as much Donegal Irish on the television. And I am available if anyone <laughs> wants to change that. <laughs> plug, I have plug, scripts plug. ready to go. Um, no, yeah, it's like I have written two shorts and both in Irish and I've had to change them to well one had to get changed to Mayo Irish because it was all about the, the Mayo curse so oh. that made sense but the first one I really wanted to do in Donegal but it was just it came down to cost and mm-hmm. you just cannot afford to get to Donegal because I mean you're before you start filming you're adding a couple of grand on for just petrol just to yeah. get up there you know so it's um it's really sad Um, and like when you see the likes of Star Wars filming there 
and there, there's doing a new show at the minute, like the Initial and Mysteries, I think it's called. So it is beginning to get it, but it's um, it, it's the Irish, like they're not really doing any filming, you yeah. know. Um, they had, a, a TG Care had a scheme there recently called um, Cine Cahar, which was for feature films in Irish. But everyone who was selected, it was all like, there was six production companies, I think they were chosen. Five of them were from Galway, one was from Dublin. And, you know, I just think it gets to a point where they're like, well, why would we bother putting Donegal Irish? You know, like it makes it a lot harder as well Mm -hmm. to try and find actors. Like if you have... Is this the Shop Street Mafia again? (laughs) Shop Street Mafia. (laughs) Why are Galway people like to ruin me? What is going on? This is just your personal vendetta. This is just me. This is just turned into my grudges. (laughs) Hold on, I'll get my list out. I want to apologise to the people of Galway who have always been very nice to me. They've never done anything to me either. (laughs) (laughs) Put me in a room with Belfast I think it's it's different when you're working in shops down there, you know, that you just kind of face, you know, see the worst of people in retail and you I do. worked in pennies especially this Oof. time of year yeah. when the music uh, when the same five songs are being played in repeat and people are under a lot of pressure and but before we wrap up I mean the opposite of being of being horrible to people in retail is the most famous Donegal person of all oh Daniel oh. are we Daniel he's we one, Daniel he's one of the great celebrities that had a cameo on, on Ross and Arun. yep mm-hmm. representing the Fadudas himself and uh, Stephen Fry <laughs> Speaking beautiful Irish and um, Alan from the t- 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 TV3's um, Alan Hughes. Oh, Alan Hughes yeah. from uh, Ireland AM. Yeah. But yeah, but, but I think Daniel Daniel Donnell, probably more famous than Stephen Fry. A great Fry, man in ways. for the parish. Great man for the parish. And uh, by all accounts, a very nice guy. It's yeah. everything I've heard about him is wonderful. I've um, never heard one negative comment. And he's like, all the young people love him too. Like he's just mm. beloved by all ages. I actually have a like, a, a part in one of my shows that is very specifically written for him uh, <laughs> as a doctor and it's like it, it's just because he's just he's that like women of a certain age he's just like the fantasy man altogether like wasn't he so good to his mother you know isn't mm-hmm. he so good to the fans but yeah like I've just heard nothing but incredible stories about him but it's like people always go on about it. like I could name one song I think <laughs> you know it's like you don't know mm-hmm. but you just hear of him doing like really sound stuff like um, he had he was on a flight back from Spain I think where a family were coming back and they'd had a death in the family. And he's just like, he sorted out first class for them and also a car to take them back. You know, and it's just really yeah. saying stuff like that. Um, so like, he's a he's a great ambassador because he won't say anything disparaging about Galway people. <laughs> 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 we just have to write anything out of that. that. So before oh. I wrap up, is there anything we want to add to get stuck in? Um, I think we went through... Do we get all the content in? Um, sure. Hang on. Oh, there <clears> was a thing I was going to say about leaving cert questions. Oh, okay. Oh God! Yeah. And so, before we wrap up, I mean, we we're going to kind of dovetail right back to the start when we talked about the the aural test and the which is when people sometimes experience Donegal Irish in probably not not the best occasion to meet someone is on a tape in mm-hmm. a leaving search mm-hmm. an exam, mm-hmm. and so maybe if. Like in that context, maybe would you like to? Well, because it's, I thought my leaving cert was hilarious. When I did my leaving cert on the tape test, the Galway Irish one was about a party that was on at a house and one of the lads missed it and was getting all the goss. The Kerry Irish one was about an art gallery that was open in the town. The Donegal Irish, and I swear to God this is true, was about a guy who did heroin and rode his motorbike and had a crash and had a broken leg. (laughs) And it was just like, even if you understood Donegal Irish, you're like, there's no way that is what they're, uh, they're talking about. And it's funny, it's the way, um, in the Leaving Cert particularly, how questions are framed because it's written in standardised, or it was in my day, standardised Irish. So words like conus and cahin, I wouldn't know. I still kind of get mm-hmm. confused as to which one and I kind of figure it out from the rest of the sentence. 
but you would be trying to figure out you know you'd be doing your leaving search and it's like these are none of the words I use yeah. so like in my in my you, leaving search like get ni more is ga kahan and conus and you'd be like okay you'd have to kind of have a cheat sheet in your mind for what does that mean oh yeah oh kuer which is kinuer and like kajay and stuff like that it's just mm-hmm. kind of but um but in terms of the Irish Donegal Irish leaving search it was to us it was hilarious when people kind of complained about how difficult it was because for us it's so slow it's like <laughs> hello how are you be me dull goji impact their life people are going to be listening to this on their podcast going like is it broken is it broken that it's taken that so long? I just switched over to all my all my leaving certain and as well it's like there's no kind of dispensation of us having to learn the different Irishes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we have to figure it out just as much as you do. And just because you see it a lot more, you know, like people might see it a lot more on Ross and It's like, you know, our day to day life, we wouldn't use an awful lot of those words. We just kind of discount them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's, it, you know, I find, I find the leaving certain, like in particular, because people are like, oh, you must have got A1s. It's like, no, I got Bs and Cs, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just, it was so hard to understand what was going on. Although, thankfully, I never had to read PEG, which I'm Oof, quite yeah. thankful about for the leaving. Okay, well, we will. Uh, we're parole, parole peg, not unlike Donegal Irish, has been much unfairly maligned, but discriminated <laughs> against. On that note, I was listening. Um, it's been. I think it's given us all wonderful insight into the wonderful world of Donegal Irish. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Thank You're you for welcome. letting us vent. <laughs> <laughs> and also thank you to the beautiful city of the tribesmen. Um, <laughs> no, also, also no. misunderstood and beautiful. So in, until the next time, it is a slant from me. Slant from me. I guess slant whimsa. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening today. Um, Motherfucker comes out every Friday in the Headstuff Podcast Network. You can contact the show at motherfucklordheadstuff.org. We will be delighted to hear from you, and we will do another mailbag episode soon. Thanks to Brian for producing. Thanks to Kirsten for doing the artwork. If you're looking for another uh, podcast, Headstuff has a number of great shows at the moment, including Sexy Beasts, Taranoia, starring Tara Flynn, and Word Cell Effect, presented by Connor Reed. Slongavo. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. The, the one that we have is um, like the best insult, I suppose, is dramatic football special. I haven't had this in years. <laughs> <laughs>